Welcome back to the P2P Soapbox. I'm your host and P2P BFF, Marcy Maxwell, and we've got a great episode for you today. At the Peer-to-Peer Professional Forum, we are always being asked, what's the secret to peer-to-peer fundraising? And I hate to be the one to tell you, but there isn't a one-size-fits-all formula for P2P events. When we take a look at the top 30 peer-to-peer programs every year, they all excel in different ways. Some rely on corporate teams, while others focus on family and community teams. Some programs consist of hundreds of smaller events, and others have a select number of large-scale events. Even when it comes to revenue streams, it varies. Some of the top programs lean heavily on sponsorships, and others drive almost all revenue through peer-to-peer fundraising. But what sets these top programs apart is that rather than relying on a single strategy, they are pulling many different levers at the same time, and they stay focused on continuous improvement. They are always seeking opportunities for those small-scale enhancements that, when combined, can lead to exponential growth. Which brings me to today's guest. I am thrilled to welcome a leader from one of the aforementioned top 30 peer-to-peer programs, Jana Bearden from the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, also known as LLS. Jana is the Vice President for Campaign Development and Community Initiatives, serving as the national leader for the Light the Night program, which ranked number five on the 2022 peer-to-peer top 30 list in the U.S., If you are not familiar with this exceptional program, Light the Night is a community event where patients, caregivers, and supporters walk to celebrate, honor, and remember those touched by cancer. Participants carry lanterns to signify their connection to blood cancers, and the community rallies to bring light to the darkness of cancer while raising funds to support the LLS mission. And that mission is to cure leukemia, lymphoma, Hodgkin's disease, and myeloma, and improve the quality of life of patients and their families. During our conversation today, Jana and I will dig into Light the Night's impressive revenue rebound coming out of the pandemic and how incremental changes along the way are generating significant results. Jana will share how her team has adopted a plus up mentality when it comes to growth and how they are putting actionable plans behind their lofty goals. So let's jump right in. Here's my conversation with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Jana Bearden. Jana, hi, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I know. I've so enjoyed. You are one of those people that I have so enjoyed getting to know over the past couple of years in the peer-to-peer professional forum. And I'm just excited to talk about Light the Night and all the great things that you're doing over at the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So I know I gave a little bit of introduction about you and about your program, but I want to hear it from you in your own words. So can you just tell us a little bit about your, your personal professional journey that led you to the role of VP of Campaign Development and Community Initiatives for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Absolutely. Um, well, um, I my degree is in a Bachelor of Communications uh, with Public Relations 
And you know, Marcy, like coming out of college, there's so many things that you can do with that. Um, And I really had no clue where I wanted to get started. Um, But truly, and I'm dating myself here a little bit, um, but somebody um, in the university system said, clipped out an article for a job at the American Heart Association. Um, And I'm laughing because that truly dates myself saying that it was a job ad in a newspaper. Um, (laughs) But it was was for um, a job doing fundraising and development for the American Heart Association in South Georgia. And at that time, my grandfather had just um, suffered a series of heart attacks and strokes. And so, you know, I had this moment where I thought, I can do this because this is something that is feels personal to me. It feels like it matters. Um, and I can, I know I could put the skills for my degree to use, or I believed I could. But I also thought it'll be a great way to get my first experience, right? Like, totally. Uh, <laughs> I remember thinking the same thing. Job, right? So I truly thought I would get into fundraising in the peer-to-peer world and that it would be kind of that entry that took me somewhere else. But I started with American Heart Association, um, stayed there 16 years, um, and then had the opportunity uh, to move over to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And here I am. I mean, this is um, kind of the cards aligned and and where my career took took me and I could not love it more. Um, while I was working for AHA, um, a dear friend of mine um, was diagnosed with leukemia in her early 20s. Um, and so I actually signed up to volunteer with LLS through their team and training program and had an awesome experience and really fell in love with the work of Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So I felt like when... I had the opportunity to align my, you know, my professional skills with an organization that I had already previously volunteered for and had a really great experience. It just felt like the stars aligned. So that's what brought me to LLS. Um, I've been here seven years and uh, love, love, love being able to lead Light the Night and Big Climb for the organization. I love that. It is amazing. I think I didn't know that fundraising was a career. Right. right. <laughs> we probably started around the same time and it was a very similar situation. My first job took me from Louisiana to Chicago and I thought, oh, good, I'll just do this for like a couple of years and get my feet wet and then I'll go find, you know, my real right. job. Right. And here I am, you know, doing this 20 something years later, still involved in the peer to peer space. And so I think a lot of us kind of stumble into it and end up never leaving, which I think is a testament to. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, the community. So, well, you know, so Jana, I know when you and I have talked, Light the Night has really been one of the industry's strongest peer-to-peer programs for a while, right? Um, And y'all have seen a really solid rebound since the pandemic in some places where some other organizations maybe haven't gotten their feet under them as quickly as your organization has. So, what would you what would you attribute that to? Like, what ex, what are the examples that you think of and you say, this is why I think we were able to kind of overcome and grow? Right. Yeah. Um, thank you for the question. I, and I, it's hard to it's hard to narrow it down to just one thing, because I think it's it's truly a combination of many things. 
Um, I think at the foundation of it all is the LLS mission. I know you were sharing that, you know, our mission is to cure leukemia, lymphoma, um, Hodgkin's disease, and myeloma, um, and to improve the quality of life of patients when they when they get that cancer diagnosis. And I think just when some we always say when someone especially in light of the night, we'll say when someone hears the words, you have cancer, it is truly one of the darkest moments in their life. Um, but to know that we are here for them, that there's an organization that's ready to, lo- to walk along beside them in that journey to make sure that there is the best possible outcome. I think that speaks for itself. And that's part of the magic that has helped us be successful um, over the years, and especially coming out of the pandemic. Um, you add to that the survivors, um, you know, the many survivor stories um, and our passionate, passionate volunteers, um, that really gives us a solid foundation. You know, Marcy, I think another piece to the pie for us is just the track record um, that we have at LLS. Um, We were recently um, earned a top ranking for Charity Navigator and um, were named a fast company uh, for transparency, accountability, and innovation. Um, we do have that Charity Navigator four-star charity, which is rates us the highest in finance and leadership, adaptability, culture, and community. Um, that fast company that I mentioned, um, that's actually a 2022 we got the designation to be the 2022 brands that matter. And we were the only cancer organization on the list. So just those um, qualifications, recognitions, coupled with, I think, the track record that we have in research, in advocacy, and in patient support really help people know that when they partner with LLS, when they choose to support LLS with their fundraising, with their personal dollars, with their personal gifts, that they are that they're partnering with an organization that they can trust and that they know is going to put their donations to very, very, very good use. Yeah. People want to be a part of a winning team. They want to be a part of a winning team. And, and I think LLS has a, a rich history of showing that um, um, in um, in the blood cancer space. And then specifically around uh, Light the Night, I think, you know, it, it's our strategy. We try to have a very clear cut um, strategy that we know will help us drive new dollars for the mission every year. Um, so, you know, having that yearly strategy, setting it forth, making, cer- making sure that we're all on the same page and moving that strategy forward. Um, and then again, uh, or Finally, at the the last, I think, piece of the pie is truly our event night experience. You know, over the past several years, we've worked really hard to make sure that when people uh, choose to register and participate in Light the Night, when they come to that Light the Night event night experience, that they're truly um, experiencing a best in class event. And that's important because um, it, it's that moment when those lanterns go into the night sky that everyone knows that their efforts, whether that was raising $300 or $3,000 or $30,000, everyone with a lantern in their hand knows that they are helping bring light to the darkness of cancer. So I really think it's kind of a combination of all of those things combined. Our mission, um, patient stories, survivor stories, passionate volunteers, track record of success. And then we always try to stay cutting edge with that strategy for Light the Night and our event night experience. So before we go to our next question, 
talk a little bit about the lanterns. Tell sure. me about exactly what that kind of iconic element is for yeah. your event. Because I think there's probably a lot of people that know about it, but maybe there's, mm-hmm. I know there's always more to the story, Absolutely. right? But what do they actually mean? So can you just talk a little bit about the lanterns? Yes, I would love to. So when a participant comes to Light the Night, every single person, we uh, we put a lantern in their hand and they choose, there's three color lanterns and they choose the lantern that best connects them to um, to why they're on site to help bring light to the darkness of cancer with us. So um, our white lanterns represent survivorship. So if someone is at the event and they are a survivor um, or they're, they're currently in a cancer journey, they carry that white lantern. Um, if they are there and they've lost a loved one to cancer, any type of cancer, they would choose our gold lanterns because our gold lanterns represent um, remembrance. And then our red lanterns um, really just represent general support. Like I'm at this event. I hate cancer. <laughs> I want to see an end to cancer once and for all. You can grab that red lantern. And man, it is something magical. Um, that moment in the evening when first the lanterns go up individually, um, but then when they all go um, into the night sky, it really is this moment where you know that you are helping us bring light to the darkness of cancer. And that's a legacy that, that that our participants have for their lifetime and should be very, very proud of. Well, and it's a very, you know, we talk a lot about in peer-to-peer about those experiences. That's a really memorable image to leave with in your head when you walk away at the end of that night, um, feeling like, wow, it was really a part of something special. This was a great use of my time. This was a great use of my effort. I think everybody is always trying to find that special sauce, right? And that's one of the things I love about your lanterns. The Light the Night program has been around for a while and it has consistently been, you know, one of our top 30 programs. But once a program gets to that level of success, sometimes it's really hard to see, you know, that rapid exponential growth. And instead, you know, you hopefully see just steady incremental growth, which sometimes is not as exciting, uh, (laughs) although it's very important. Um, But, you know, what has been your kind of approach in terms of leadership and strategy to motivating your staff and your volunteers to still kind of stay on board with your plan for growth? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's something we have to challenge ourselves to stay on top of every single year, right? Um, I think it's important for me as a leader to make sure that everyone is bought into the plan and is on the same page. Um, Because if my plan is just my plan, it does no good, right? Because um, we, we need everybody working together, everybody feeling good about the plan and really being bought in to uh, the plan for how we're going to raise the money through Light the Night every year. So it's really, we do several things to help really build that buy-in to our overall strategy um, and purpose. So several things come to mind with that. The first thing is all of our events are volunteer-led. So our events are led by um, usually a C-suite executive um, from a top employer in um, a specific city in a specific market that we, you know, we were in a 115 markets across the country. Um, so our, our, our events are led by 
an executive volunteer and a team of executives in that market. And it's important that that they're on board with us, right? Like this, they're they're giving their time, their extra energy, their their dollars, their voice, their leadership. So we want them to feel bought in to what we're trying to accomplish, not only for their light the night event that they are working on in a specific city, but we want them to know that they're a part of the greater light the night LS family across the country. So one way that we do that is we bring our, we call them our corporate walk chairs. And so we bring our corporate walk chairs together for a kickoff meeting. And, uh, you know, it's a day and a half, but man, that day and a half is jam packed with mission inspiration, um, mission education, um, hearing from survivors, but then also hearing from their peers, chairs that have gone before them who have walked a mile in their shoes and have been really successful at it. So it's a little bit of, I did it. This is how I did it. This is how I was successful. And here's how you can go out and be successful too. And and that really helps bring our chairs and our volunteers on board to having buy-in to what we're trying to achieve overall. So I think what's so great is that educational component and Mm -hmm. the the peer-to-peer networking. But I think sometimes we make mistakes in thinking that because someone is a high-level executive or a professional business person, that they know how to fundraise and that they know how to run a walk. And that's not necessarily true. They may have an amazing uh, network. They may have a lot of motivation, but that does not mean they know the ins and outs like a professional fundraiser does. And so I feel like that's a a critical step that y'all are taking that sometimes gets overlooked. It, it does get overlooked, but when you can pair that those two together, m- magic can happen, you know, and, and we've seen that. And that's why that is certainly an important step for us. So that's how we do it with our volunteers one way. But it's also really important that as, as a staff team across the country, that we're able to create that buy-in, that synergy into what we're trying to accomplish too, through our like yearly strategic plans. And so we do this in many, way t- many ways too, but just like we kind of kick off the year with our corporate walk chairs, we also kick off the year every year with our staff teams across the country. Um, over the past several years, we've been choosing themes over the years. Um, we, let's see, uh, I think when we first started doing this, our theme was grit. Um, and that was the year the pandemic hit. So <laughs> um, I think someone told me that it was, they're like, we're blaming you for this because you said grit two weeks later, the pandemic hit. And I'm like, look, it was little did I know we were going to have to be more gritty than we ever thought we would be um, in 2020. I love it. Grit, grit, relentless, um, stronger. We really kind of use themes um, when we roll out the strategy for the year. And then we were able to weave those themes in throughout the year. So Whenever we're having a training or a strategy focused call, you know, we might we might recognize someone for um, something they did that displayed grit. Let's see, you know, if that was our theme for the year. Um, and so we kind of weave those themes throughout the year. It continues to build that buy-in as we move through the season, but it's also a great form of recognition as we go to just really give give staff that pat on the back that they so well deserve um, for helping us bring light to the darkness of cancer every single day of the year. Well, what I love about that is it could seem silly, right? Oh, we're going to have a theme, but y'all are doing it in such an intentional way. And with the goal of it being buy-in, like 
that is absolutely driving revenue, right? It's not just this is a fun, a fun little thing we're doing. It's so much more than that. And I think it's so often that things like that might get skipped because we're like, oh, you know, that's your job. Just do it. You know, we don't need to have a theme for you to worry about it. But if you can make people more excited, more invested, feel recognized throughout the process, they're only going to perform better at their job. So well, why not? Look, the team, the team that we have here at LS, they're they're already rock stars. They are amazing. I, I am so humbled every day to be able to work with the folks here at LLS. But at the same time, like, the, you know, if if they start every day and say, what can I do to make sure that I display grit today? Then that may that may mean the one extra phone call. That may mean the one extra meeting that turns into, you know, a, a six figure gift or turns into a securing a, a 2025 chair a year in advance to get that chair really, really set up for success. So, you know, that that's kind of the hope with the themes. It's certainly more, more they are fun, right? But it's certainly much more than much more than for kicks and giggles, because the whole point is if if those can be things that we display in what we bring to work every single day, then we really feel like we're setting ourselves up for success. Absolutely. Well, I know you've told me a little bit as well about how you're because, again, with over 100 events, not everybody necessarily has the same you know, growth goals and growth challenges. And y'all are doing some really interesting things with how you're kind of setting up certain kind of breakout markets. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, because th- thank you for reminding me of that, Marcy, that we we talked about that some, because I do think this is this is one thing that helps us stay on that path of growth that you were mentioning earlier. Um, and, you know, it for Light the Night, all of our events fall in the fall. So they're mid-September through mid-October. So early spring, March, April, we're, we're able to begin getting a feel for where we see the biggest potential coming out of. So we've got 115 markets, um, and we certainly want to grow all of them um, to, to you know, help deliver new revenue for the mission. But, you know, March, April, what are the top 15? What are the top 20 that we really think could have exponential growth or could truly um, help us truly have a breakout year? Um, and so uh, we love to bring the staff of those 15, 20 select markets together um, in the spring, early summer. And it's a time for us to come together uh, as leaders in the organization um, and to, to just talk about how do we make it happen? Like, how do we double down? How do we plus up these events? How do we how do we rely on each other to really go all in? Because if if this group of 15 or 20 can really plus up their results um, and help us have a breakout year, uh, that doesn't give everyone else a, a free pass by any means. But it helps us really set this foundation of um, success that we can expect as we move throughout the season to really make sure that as as a, a product for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, that we are delivering the revenue that we need to deliver so that we can fund all of the mission um, components that we want to fund as an organization. Okay, you use the term plus up. What, what does that mean to you? Like, what is yeah. that? How do you define that to your team? 
Well, to me, I, I think it's just definitely a personal thing for me, right? Um, and I think it comes out in different ways with my with my team. Um, but plus up to me is like we're we're already doing great things. But what what is how can we do it just a little bit better? How can we, you know, um, how can we level up this 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 game? How can we be the bar that others want yeah, that others you know strive for? How can we be the role models that other people uh, that other people um, follow? And th- that's really what plus up means. It's kind of like having this attitude of every day of what can I do just a little bit better today that if I, I string many days like that together, it's going to really take us where we need to go. So that's what plus up means to me. I am so lucky because I work um, with, a, with a team of individuals who I think also have that mindset. You know, we're always challenging each other to plus up our own thinking. And, you know, when you've got a team that's always having that mindset, good things happen. One thing, and this isn't everything that plus up means to me, but one quote that has always stuck with me is work until you're proud. And I think that's really, that is a plus up mindset, right? Like work until you're proud. When I lay my head down on the pillow at night, I'm going to know that I did everything today to bring light to the darkness of cancer. Um, and and that's, you know, that's not all that plus up means to me. But that is certainly one thing, work until you're proud. And that's kind of a a personal motivator for me every single day. I love that. I love that. So, so Jana, we're talking kind of in the, in the summer and your fall event season is coming up. Yes. What, what's that number one thing that your team is focusing on for this year? So I want to know that. And then yeah. I also want to know, like, what's that long term? Like, what's, what's a couple years down the road that y'all are already paying attention to or already thinking about? Absolutely. Um, I think that for this fall, we certainly have our eyes set on raising new revenue, pl- plussing up the revenue that we bring uh, to the organization through Light the Night. I think the one there's, you know, every year we try to outline, you know, three or four things that are part of our strategic plan overall. But one thing for this year specifically is goal planning. You know, it, it's one thing to know where you want to go, but you truly have to have a plan to get there. And so we're really working hard this year to make sure that we're we're taking the time to strategic goal plan, to have to have goal planning conversations, uh, meetings with all kinds of light in the night participants. With that might be with uh, certainly with our corporate walk chairs, certainly with each one of our executive committee committee members. Um, we have several groups, different groups of top fundraisers at the organization. So making making it a priority to sit down and not look, anybody can throw a number out and put it on paper and, cross and put their it on fingers. the website and cross their fingers, right? And hope they get there. And hope they get there. Hope is not a strategy. We all know that in the hope fundraising world, strategy. right? <laughs> hope is not a strategy. So really being strategic in in everything we do with Light the Night, whether it's an individual raising money, whether it's a corporate team raising money, a friends and family team raising money, carving out time and really building our internal skills to have those strategic goal planning sessions, conversations, meetings, so that truly the volunteers who are raising their hands to support us 
can achieve what they want to achieve. Exactly. Because they they want to be successful. They yep. want to set a goal. And most of them not even, not only want to hit it, but they want to blow past it. So really working on how we can help the volunteers who are giving us their time, their heart, their energy, their dollars, and making sure we help them get there through that goal planning process. No, I, I couldn't agree more because I think, you know, sometimes just telling people, putting something, what's in their control, right? Setting that goal and then breaking it down to, if you do this today, if you do the, you know, this, this week, if you do this, this month, and they start to just feel that it's achievable. And the, I mean, we've all, we've all felt that way with a project where it actually feels like I can accomplish this and you're set up for success. And I, I think, that is so important with staff. And I love that you're also translating that to volunteers and to your 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 captains and your champions, just because, yeah, we don't want to just set a goal out there and say, we hope to raise $250,000 if nobody else has bought into that. Uh, it's going to be a lot harder to get there than if you actually have some goals that line up and people have a plan. I'm, I'm laughing a little bit because uh, Troy Denmeyer is our fabulous uh, chief um, operating officer at LLS. And he, you know, in our regular calls, he's always like, Jana's always got a plan. <laughs> I'm like, yep, I do. Like, here it is. Like, here's how, here's, here's what we want to get to. And here's how we're going to do it. And if we, and if this plan doesn't work, we've got this plan. And if this plan B doesn't work, we've got this plan, you know, so. Uh, if he listens to this podcast, he'll be laughing because he'll be like, yeah, Jana always has that plan. Yeah, Jana's <laughs> got a plan. So what's your plan long term, right? So if goal planning yeah. is what you're thinking about for the fall, what have you got your eye on that, that you're willing to share your secret sauce yeah. with us? What are you willing to tell us, Jana, about oh, what you're gosh. looking forward to beyond uh, this yes. fall? Well, I think, you know, the pandemic, the pandemic it certainly took its toll in peer to peer. Um, and, and especially in the walk space. And so I think, you know, it, not only on peer to peer, but it also really changed a lot of corporate culture. Um, and a big piece of the revenue that we raise from Light the Night comes from corporate America supporting us through sponsorship and teams. So I think as we look to the future, we really have to be saying, you know, what as corporate as, as the corporate culture has changed and will continue to change. It's, it's not going back to what it was 2019, right? So as it continues to change, you know, how do we stay relevant? How do we stay that organization, that event that companies want to support, want to be a part of, um, just so that we, we can t- truly, so we can continue. It's not about being ranked this, but it's more about so we can continue to to deliver the dollars that we need to deliver um, for the for our mission to cure leukemia and lymphoma. So, um, you know, my favorite quote from the pandemic was, um, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. Mm, and I like that it. You're, you're hitting me with all the quotes here, Jana. <laughs> Those I are two it. of my favorites. Those are two of my favorites. But I think that's important because just thinking about the future, I may not know what wave is going to hit. So let me let me plan ahead for those I do know that are changing. Mm-hmm. Light, how do we stay relevant when corporate culture has changed and that impacts corporate teams for us? 
because there's what I've also learned is there's probably another wave coming that we might not be able to anticipate. But if we've got a solid plan in this area, it's going to be able to balance out. And we're going to, no matter what, we're going to keep bringing light to the darkness of cancer. Yeah. No, I mean, you're totally right on the corporate culture. I mean, the tried and true lunch and learns. How do you do that in a corporate or in a remote working environment? Uh, And I think, you know, I always have thought we used to kind of position a community walk as a chance to see your coworkers on the weekends or meet, bring out your friends and family and, and meet other people. And it was this bonding experience. Now it might be the only time that some of these remote employees see each other in a month. And And so how do we steer into that? Well, that's the thing. It's actually even more important now. Like we can meet a need, uh, you know, to, to provide that engagement, that connection, that, um, the, the community spirit, like the night can do that. You got to still go out there and make make that happen and, and yeah. share that vision and bring people along to that vision. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jana, this has been so great. I know there's probably some people listening that are thinking, I want to get more involved with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, or I want to bring light to the darkness at light the night. So can you just tell us a little bit about where they can find you or how they could get plugged in? Absolutely. Um, They can go to LLS.org. That is the website of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And that's truly where I suggest because, look, I have the pleasure today of talking about Light the Night. But Light the Night is only one of many ways to engage with LLS. Um, We have many other programs, um, different different ways for people to get involved um, on, you know, on raising funds for the mission but also to get involved in our advocacy efforts, patient support, many different ways to get involved. So LLS.org, the Light the Night website is lightthenight.org. And then our Instagram handle is at LLSUSA. So those would probably be the top three that I would recommend. And we welcome all, we welcome all. Well, we are gonna drop all of those links as well as um, Jana's LinkedIn information in our show notes. So if you want to reach out or get connected, all of that is going to be available to you. Um, Jana, thank you so much for joining our inaugural season of the P2P Soapbox. So grateful to have a, a partner like you in the industry. Thank you for having me. Marcy, I'm going to echo what you said earlier on. Like, I have so enjoyed getting to know you. You are a fabulous professional for us all to know. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a love fest over here. So (laughs) awesome. All right. Thanks, Jana. The P2P Soapbox is produced in partnership with True Story FM. Engineering by Pete Wright. Music this week is by Stephen Badal. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, we hope you'll consider doing just that for our show. But the best thing that you can do to support the P2P Soapbox is simply to share the show with a friend or colleague. Thank you for listening.